0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Substone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going all right, but I'm going to quick use a deflect and
1: say, how's it going tonight, Justin?
0: Whoa. Hi. <laughs> so, Hello.
1: I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I literally quoted your "woe" as if you were listening <laughs> to the podcast and reacting to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, welcome, Justin. Justin has been mentioned once or twice. Uh, and is a friend of the podcast but if you want to share a little bit about yourself so I'm not making up your
0: IMDB mm-hmm. I, uh, hi. I have to ask first before you go into it are we having him on the podcast so we can get licensing for the woe like so it's just incorporated in the podcast
1: yes retroactively everything we've done is now legal so <laughs> okay
0: excellent
2: that's how that All works right. we bought you time my, my royalties are very expensive <laughs> Uh hello, I'm Justin. I am friends of Jake and Dave. Uh went to high school with Dave and college with Jake. Uh we have I V-O-K. didn't go to college with you though. <laughs> no, you just sat Give outside my something. dorm a lot.
0: Yeah. I didn't know you guys went to high school together.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's something that like was talked about in college like once or twice, but then every time it comes up, people are like, oh I didn't know that. I'm like, it's definitely come up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we used oh, to be crazy, on the Frisbee man. team back in the day. I, I think was, that's where uh, we...
0: Yeah, I was Dave's ride most of the time. I was not Wink. legally allowed to drive for a while. <laughs> which is, So it's a good thing that's not what he was talking about, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Oh. <laughs> and we have earned
1: the explicit <laughs> checkmark. <laughs> so what type of games do you like, Justin? What's your wheelhouse?
2: Uh, my wheelhouse is pretty much everything besides sports. Um, I definitely have a particular affection for JRPGs, um, but also FPS. Um, I grew up, I cut my teeth on UT99, uh, which I think might be relevant for this episode a little bit. Yeah, I Um, can see that. And yeah, JRPGs are also a thing that I am very fond of that I know kind of gets dissed a little bit. I would, I would I would say neglected. <laughs> they get neglected. Uh,
0: that was our very first fun fact. Our very first podcast request was for uh, JRPG. I and might we know have who f- submitted
2: that one too. Yeah, <laughs> you probably mm. do.
0: And we never never fulfilled it. Uh, <laughs> we have covered zero JRPGs. <laughs> but they take time. Yeah, uh, I just there's another to... game that seems to take a lot of time too. Oh my gosh, that's We're almost working a segue. On it. So I'll ignore it.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> can't do good segues anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do want to get something like Persona on there at some point. But I feel like Persona is not going to be my wheelhouse as much. But I know hmm. you guys hmm. have both
2: played and enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I never beat Persona 5. Actually, I haven't beaten any of the Personas. I've gotten to the last segment for <laughs> two How of How is them, that possible? <laughs> <laughs> um, Rachel has rubbed off on me. Okay.
0: I was going to say, like, I don't know how you get... Here's my question, because Persona 5 is, like, a 110-hour game for me to beat it. How uh-huh. do you get to the last segment, which <laughs> meant you're, like, 100 hours of commitment, and then not finish it? Uh,
2: So, they announced Royal. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they had no experience carrying uh uh, saves forward all the way because of how they usually do the expansions to the persona game so it ended up just being a if i'm going to replay it at some point
0: anyways right turn it into a uh like 180 hour experience instead of a 200 hour (laughs) experience i guess no that's fair so
1: Um, are you gonna answer my question of how's it going tonight justin or what (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa uh tonight's good it's still
2: night i
1: guess i don't know yeah i mean it's getting there the sun's yet to fully set i can still see my neighbors if i need to
2: i got the blue lights turned on i'm in uh i'm in relax mode it's no longer my office it's now the game room again that's gotta be cool toggle do you find your do you find yourself
0: conditioned for office versus game room lighting. Like does it can the, the do lighting with your I haven't
2: played with. Typically so we have Hue lights, so I have RGB control in my room because yes. Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so when I'm using my room as office it is full concentrate bright uh, the entire day. Um, and then my preferred seating arrangement is dark besides my monitors. Um, right. So the blue does help a little bit with that, but the the space conditioning with the, the work from home stuff has been rough on me. Yeah.
0: No, I get that 100%. We haven't talked about that at all. Um, well, I'm sorry to bring up uh, bad but, memories. You know, no. It's, I mean, it's true. I think pretty much everybody who oh, totally. works in tech you know, has and, and is still capable of working from home, still has a job. Thankfully, uh, you know, you got to make your adjustments. And a lot of people already kind of did, you know, so there's some people who had like their side office. Mm-hmm. But without that, it's a it's a bit of a jump. Um, sometimes it's easier to just close applications. I'm just Like, all right, nothing else. Yeah. Come back to this. For me,
1: I have to disconnect all the cables and such because I essentially mm-hmm. use my setup as... Extra peripherals. Yep. Do my work laptop, and then I'll
2: just disconnect everything and go back to my tower. I despised that process so much because I have extra cables mm-hmm. over a standard like laptop setup. Um, so I actually scrounged out a old USB two o uh hub that I plugged all my peripherals into, and it was a single cable to swap instead of the five I had. Yeah.
0: That's the smart solution. Life hacks. Now, what would be ideal is, is if you could take, like, your gaming station and, like, move it to a separate room and then just separate yourself from that station. So, like, for me, I've got my PlayStation in the
2: living room. And but, I mean, that's... you're not working much on your PlayStation as far as I know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we tried doing that a little bit. I recently picked up a one of the couch keyboard solutions um so i could try to play pc games from the couch um but because that's still a shared space it's not myspace so there's still that's good myspace is not all to be anymore
1: jake's literally wearing a mask on camera but as soon as justin said myspace i saw like a a cheek twinge (laughs) i'm like he's Uh smiling
0: it is a joke lined up (laughs) yep i also tried to make a segue to like talking about playstation and like failed entirely i was like oh playstation hey justin i hear
1: you don't like sports games but did you see they're coming out with a 2k 21
0: (laughs) so moist oh my gosh it was uncomfortable it was it was too much sweat in that trailer for me like it's clearly like they got to the point where they're like we have all the processing graphical power whatever we can simulate moisture in some way on this person's body now that's a feature. Amp that up. And they just kept hitting like the, the the like twisting the knob. Every single drop of sweat is simulated. Yeah, right. This man is <laughs> it's just like a box quote or something. It's like this man is our valley and we have simulated <laughs> the rivers. <laughs> it's just
2: But uh, no, Rachel and I were one of the earlier trailers before the, the 2K sports ball thing. Um I was like man, they're really showing off the uh, the subsurface scattering on all the skin textures and stuff like that, and then yeah. like, we're sitting there on Discord, we watched it on the YouTube stream, which I guess was a little bit behind mm-hmm. the Twitch stream that you guys were watching, mm-hmm. and so I don't know where exactly the sweat comment that you made in Discord was uh, in relation to where you were in the stream, okay, but yeah. I was like, Jake was completely right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it funny. just got more
0: and more sweaty. Yeah. 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 It just, it didn't stop. I was just, they should have just had like the last scene just be like some low waves, like on the court. <laughs> just like, all right. Bioshock started it. We're finishing this. Um, so, what did you guys like from the PS5
1: reveal? Or what did you hate? What stood out besides
0: I could, the look and feel of the PS5? <laughs> I, I could take one and then, and then hand it off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one I'm probably still looking, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little tough here. So obviously, you never played Demon Souls, so like I have to start with that. That's the thing. The podcast name is Soapstone. Yep. Right. Um, and so it always kind of looked like old trashy game, not like bad, as in it's a bad game, but it just dated. didn't look that playable, right? Yeah, dated exactly. Um, and everything was better since then. So being able to go back in like high resolution, probably updated mechanics.
2: The fact that uh, Blue Point has a history of doing more work. Um, they, there was the ICO re-release for Shadow of the Colossus that they did, where it they. I don't remember who did the the first like HD port, but then they did the full Shadow of the Colossus uh, remaster, remake. and mm-hmm. they. Were able to hit the general feeling from that game that kind of got lost when it got upscaled because they could increase the draw distance, so they just did. Um, right. Whereas they kind of reimplemented the fog and stuff from for the actual remaster. So, nice. so was
0: this this one? Isn't from Soft? It's actually being remastered um, by somebody else. Is that what yeah, you said?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Blue Point. Pretty much has a history of doing this. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they may or may not. I don't know their full uh gameography. Um, but they primarily focus on remaking existing games. Gotcha. Um, so, but they do do new model creation, uh, asset upscaling, and stuff like that. Um, but they're one of the the predominant forces in the actual remaster thing. Um, they usually get source code whatever they can basically from uh original developers ip holders whatever they can um and do follow that pretty closely but they usually they have a good track record of like performance and stuff like that out of it so them being nice. in control of it i would be pretty confident in the remaster from a gameplay standpoint
0: their list looks good
2: like <laughs> I,
0: I was looking at all that. It is pretty much just remasters, but their list looks really good. God of War Collection, Titanfall, Demon Souls, obviously coming up. Shadow of the Colossus, like you mentioned, Uncharted, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Like, that's a pretty good list of remastering games. I don't know how I would feel if I only really remastered games, and that's what I was known for. Uh, but it's a way to get to touch IPs, I guess, that you'd otherwise never be able to touch. So that's cool. Yeah. Demon souls. That's mine. That's, that's my entry to cap that off. Um, uh, my, my number one or two, the other one's nebulous, but I'll let somebody else take it with their contender for game of the show. Just need a rock,
1: paper, scissors on cam.
0: Go ahead, Dave. (laughs) Um, You're free to concede at any point. I've read the magic (laughs) rules. Um,
1: so honestly, nothing here stood out super crazy to me as I need to get a PS5. Hmm. But the one, one or two things looked really good. Obviously, Horizon Two. Yeah, I never beat the first one, but I did spend a decent amount of time on it. it was really solid, and the trailer for it also just looks hype.
0: As it's far also, as it's
1: also so good, open world games like, you like do
2: one a year, and then you're like, ah, I'm yeah. not doing that shit again. They and might. if you pick a open world game that's hard to go wrong with Horizon, um mm. we were having a little bit of discussion following the trailer in Discord. Um it's very much take what you have in your mind as an open world game and kind of just polish that. It's it's yep. one of the top examples of what you can do with the open world game correctly. It has your progression trees, it has your tower equivalents, all that stuff its main gimmick is the robot animals that you're hunting. Um mm. but that was enough of a pool to start it. And then the storytelling for an open world game, which it's a qualifier that you almost have to have because the way <laughs> that those stories end up being disconnected. But it it had a drive there that like going into the final segments of Horizon Zero Dawn one was very solid. I ended up platinuming it, um, oh, nice. basically on release. Um, but I never went back into the expansion, and I like snow areas. The the, yeah. the expansion was a snow area. I did the snow area
0: because it was out when I played the game.
2: Okay, yeah. how Whole was recommendation it?
0: Recommendation for that? Uh, I I enjoyed the snow area. I mean, it's kind of just it's more the same, but they had more gear, more okay. uh, a bit of lore, some stuff like that, and they flesh it out a bit. Uh, it's. I'm always a fan when they add DLC that just like fits right into the world, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is just part of the game of the year edition. Now it doesn't feel like it's. And yeah. now
2: load up disc 17. You know, like <laughs> going back um, to Persona Five. That's kind of with, with yeah. the royal release, all their expansions are. They change some
0: stuff, but the DLC kind of starts afterwards, or uh, it, it fits in the entire way. Starts afterwards.
2: No, it, it it's faked in through the entire process. So, like, you can go there anytime <laughs> yeah. type of stuff.
0: Yeah. My understanding is they changed the end of the game, though, too. For World Oh, World. okay. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, keeps going. but Yeah. Um, yeah. Horizon 2. I mean, this is also... We talked about how... And we'll probably mention how some of the graphics don't matter that much for the games that are listed. Or they don't look that impressive for a new console, really. Well, it's not, like, between 1 and 2. There's
1: not such a drastic difference... To my naked eye, at least. I'm sure mm-hmm. if I was actually playing through some of it and comparing it side by side, I'd be like, okay, this looks a lot better. There's
2: a lot more options and particles here. Part of what too, we're dealing with good. is also how we're watching the videos.
1: Oh, yeah. But, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I like, think, Horizons, we're at the point in gaming where like, a lot of things that are AAA games look good. And I don't mm-hmm. feel that they need to be improved. Right. I'm sure I will appreciate some things that are improved, like Final Fantasy VII remake looked super nice, and that stands out on its own. Um, especially because you're comparing it to the original game, but just other games for this era, it is pretty clean. Yeah, but I don't I, need games necessarily to keep going in that direction, but I will appreciate the ones that do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be like misun, misunderstood. I think Horizon is one of the games that can benefit from being on a new console because it was very, very pretty on PS4, but it had some hiccups, some like slowdown if you're playing it on PS4 Pro. Um, It's not super frequent, but like it's an absolutely beautiful game. And if they can keep that level of fidelity and just up the frame rate, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy with it.
2: I have the the pro version and I use, I was on a 1080p screen at the time. So I just did the uh, performance mode and Mm. I think it was pretty much, it held stable with performance mode at 30 FPS. If they can get extra power out of it for solid or however, whatever the extra buzzwords they want to sell with the PS5 uh, (laughs) to, to help some of that will probably be good. Yeah
0: i got to save some content for the inevitable (laughs) Horizon episode. It was a good game. What about you, Justin? Anything for PS5 you want to comment before we
1: go into actual episode content?
2: My standout is Ratchet & Clank. Um, I grew up with that series. I have fond memories. I've done full skill point runs of a majority of them. Um, And so that is like... I was afraid that when uh spider-man did so well for insomniac which good for them um that that would potentially mean that they were going to abandon the ratchet and clank the movie did well enough but it didn't really start anything so i was afraid that ratchet and clank had kind of gotten put to the side yeah. um, and that general style play it's just fun um yeah they've always kind of been a pixar style game um so i'm happy that there is more ratchet and clank and yeah i'm a fan of that series so i'm hoping it's good and insomniac has done good things for a very long time um so confident there yeah they're solid
1: it's it looks super clean too mm -hmm, keep using it looks clean Um, but yeah that was that was the first Five. it's clean (laughs) it's clean simple and clean
2: Um, (laughs) Oof. uh it was, there was the first one, one trigger phrase. it was yeah. the
1: first one in the uh ps5 demo things that i thought looked
2: like ps5 graphics worthy they were very much showing off the ray tracing uh oh, yeah. especially with clank being metal oh yeah i uh, supposedly some i was there was some discussion of it uh, the portal stuff may be an indication of how they're doing content streaming with the the enhanced SSD that's in the PS5. Yeah. Um, I think that there are probably ways you could get around that with normal resource caching, but having extra RAM definitely helps with that stuff and memory bandwidth for uh, storage. Yeah. No,
0: it's... Uh, so... I guess to to cap it off, are you getting a PS5? Are you sold on it? Is this enough? We already know the answers, but nobody else does. So let's
2: talk, (laughs) let's just mention it, right? A hundred percent. I'm probably going to get one at launch just because I'm fortunate enough to be able to make that decision. Um, And video games are my main hobby. So I will usually have a good PC and whatever consoles have exclusives that i care about and so last two gens have pretty much been sony nintendo and a computer what do you mean xbox is nothing (laughs) (laughs) well pc especially with the way that microsoft is pushing their shared ecosystem it's becoming less and less necessary to have their physical hardware yeah fuck xbox (laughs)
0: Yeah, you mentioned that you're fortunate enough that you'll be able to get one at launch. I just wanted to say, not everybody knows the GameStop truck route, so, <laughs> you know, we can't all be there. Throws out yeah. the uh, the spikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Dave? Hmm. What would it take to get you to buy, get to buy to buy into the PS5? So obviously, it's probably going to have a pretty high price point, so
1: I would probably need four titles that I'm like, it's only PS5 exclusive, and they're games I have to play. Yeah. But if it's just a couple, I could probably live vicariously by watching streams of people play certain things. Mm-hmm. Like Resident Evil, I've not really followed the series at all, <laughs> but it's an interesting universe, and I like watching people play it. Yeah. I'm also same. a
0: little scaredy baby. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm in the same boat basically. And some of the games they showed off like Deathloop, I feel like they'll probably have limited exclusivity and come to PC. So it's gonna take like a little bit more. Just do the there. just do the Monster Hunter. I'll wait a year. Nah, it'll right. be on PC. Mm. Well, I bought it I bought the PS4 for Monster Hunter, so it's the opposite of a good example. <laughs>
2: same. Um yeah. Iceborne is on sale right now. Um, just oh as. my god look at this <laughs> pusher over here I made a mistake
1: that is right, that is on my list bring
0: in the backup okay. <laughs> dm me a link later i'll check it out <laughs> um but uh now that we've done the 22 minute intro um do you guys want to talk about anything else should we call it here <laughs>
1: i mean i'm good yeah There's but, a, i mean i, I guess you my have, last go, like, have you guys been playing anything recently any first person no. shooters any roguelikes? Anything with poor translations
2: from Chinese to English? I, I only play what? games with anthropomorphic animals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any furry games? <laughs>
0: <laughs> furry games. The rest of that I have no idea, but furry games, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Alright, let me adjust my chair here. So yeah, it's Gunfire. basically
1: half Neopets, half honey pot. <laughs> That's that's not at all true. <laughs> I don't know. It's, as I was jokingly alluding to earlier, it is a roguelike FPS, and we've all been playing it because I think it's on early access for pretty cheap.
0: Yeah,
2: what but it does have
0: theme? multiplayer.
2: Gunfire oh, Reborn. Good
1: point.
0: <laughs> Gunfire Reborn. Look at Reborn. the title, listener. Look at the title. No, look back to us.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's been pretty good so far. I feel like. I'm playing it roughly a week. Maybe Maybe I've played seven hours total, like an hour a day. Yeah,
2: I think we're all roughly around seven to ten hours somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. I may uh, have been creeping on some uh, Steam stats last night. Oh, my Jesus. gosh. Jesus, guy does research. Um, He's, uh, yeah.
0: No, don't get used to this, people. <laughs> this isn't a <laughs> habit we're going to try to make.
1: It research. has <laughs> been fun. I was kind of skeptical from the trailer alone. Uh, when Ian mentioned it, just because I'm yeah. a pessimist by nature. Um but it has been very fun. I really do enjoy the progression of roguelikes and unlocking more things. Uh, the main progression being you get access to more guns and you can passively upgrade your character for like starting
2: stats like health. Very much armor. the roguelike rather than roguelike. Yes. Um but
1: Jake and I actually beat the current content in the game last night. Mm-hmm. What? It took us oh. about an hour, um, but I feel like we had a good run.
0: Yeah, no, it was pretty solid.
1: I mean, we did beat it.
0: I uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the um, I was gonna come come off the statement you said like you like roguelikes and that's one reason you like the game. I. I'm I'm coming from the opposite perspective. I don't usually like roguelikes. It's rare that there's one that I particularly get involved in for an extended period of time. But I find this just really fun to play. Which is weird, because it like came out last month and it's early access from a Hong Kong developer. Yeah, and those are red flags out the out the get go. Yeah, they're they're firing the red flags at you with the with the gun. Um but it's fun.
2: Yeah. It- <laughs> It has a good game feel, which definitely helps it. Um I I like Roguelikes. Um Rogue Legacy. I've put lots of hours into, and that's very similar from a progression standpoint. Um the and but generally the gun play feels good. Um it both encourages a play style but also lets you experiment if you want to i think like the it's not it will let you stay with what you're comfortable with if you want to or if you find something interesting you can play around with it type it, it's quick enough that it doesn't really hamstring you too badly
0: yeah i think that, that's an interest so good <sighs> Sorry. Um, <laughs>
1: no, i fight you for it. Ah! So obviously you do have guns that you can pick up uh, and certain ones that might be more elemental based. Uh, but even if you're not getting stuff that seems to be geared towards an elemental weapon, you still have a primary ability, which is throwing out a grenade that'll hit enemies and kind of lock them in time, which de- deals some decent damage. And then it can be used for crowd control. Uh, but you also get smoke grenades, mm-hmm. which will deal damage, but also have other effects. So you can kind of go into any of those routes specifically or sometimes you might be in a situation where you kind of have to side grade some things but it makes your build more versatile. Mm -hmm. Like going through a run it's entirely possible to get something very synergized and be like this is my main source of damage this is the exact playstyle I want to do that fits but I have gone some other things where like, Oh, I wasn't planning on going more grenades, but I am getting some
2: good stuff for it. And then it kind of morphed my build to be more utility based. Okay. My last couple of runs have been, I found a specific gun like the, they do a Diablo esque style loot rolls, or I guess borderlands would be more apt um, on the guns themselves. And I found one, gun based model that i really liked how it fired and the general effects of it um i think it's the starburst lightning blast no not the star destroyer it's the lightning blast i believe um where rifle yeah i guess uh it shoots it shoots orbs and then the right click generates the shield that if you shoot through it increases the damage um i had a really good run with a really good rolled one and i just generally like that play style um and so i spent a whole bunch of games or lives runs i guess would be the roguelike term um Mm -hmm. where i was hard focused on building lightning uh because it's a primary lightning weapon and then stacking the stuff along with that and then kind of just hoping that i would get that gun or a gun that would play with that well um, and that worked like I, I also, so last night after creeping on your guys's stats, I saw that you got a clear, um, so of course I needed to push through and, uh, I did end up killing him at like the, the, the final boss that's currently in content, um, at like 1230 or something last night. Yeah.
1: Only 12 minutes, 30 seconds. That's
0: a hell of a run. Justin. A hell of a run. I need to start stacking lightning. Like you talked about that specific build, I think there's one of the um, one of the advantages to the game right now is there's not too much diversity. There's like some there's three elements: lightning, uh, like acided, which is decay, and then fire, and then normal type. A couple different types of ammo, and then grenades and the uh, special ability, and that's like it. So you can kind of pivot a run where mm-hmm. in other roguelikes you couldn't pivot a run as easily like there's been times like in dave and i we had a clear i didn't i uh just trying to like spec into fire for like the entire run and i was getting like support scrolls and stuff for fire but like just could not get the fire affinity which is you have lifesteal basically when you mm-hmm. light yourself on fire by lighting other people on fire uh, until like the very end of the game almost. Dave got it actually and handed it off to me, and that's uh, one which of the is an awesome feature. I wanted the highlight. Is yeah, no, the multiplayer yeah. style.
1: Yeah. yeah, so like let's say we go to a shop and everything is instance as far as loot, but let's say you clear a room, uh, you get a scroll from a chest. If I know that Jake's going for fire or Justin's going for lightning, I can be like, hey, I have something for you that I can just literally drop on the ground and they can pick it up. Yeah, which is so nice, because if I'm just going off of solely my loot tables, I might get some of those side grades that are while still beneficial, don't really fit into my current play style, and they just kind of sit there. But like I can buy them guns, they can drop guns for me. It's like, oh, hey, I found this really cool thing. So there's it's super useful.
2: There's actually a lot of choice, um, surprisingly. Like normally in a rogue, like you open up a chest and you get that item. Um, you yeah. can either leave the item or take it. Um, mm-hmm. this take it or thing, leave it, they call it. Yeah, <laughs> no, leave it and take it. Uh, okay, um, but there's so one of your primary upgrade is the golden goblet. That's where you access your like in-run talent tree, um, and every time you get one of those, you have three choices to upgrade from um and so you're making making choices pretty regularly in regards to that uh there are also chests that give you a choice of scrolls um yeah. so normally uh the scroll chests either give you a goblet or give you a scroll and then you you can either take it or leave it um but then there's the talking chest curse chest i don't know if there's an official name but that's yeah. what we've been we call it. them curse chests yeah because um, the devil doors <laughs> yeah uh, those usually have three or four choices uh, either give money to get a thing or get a different thing for giving money sometimes and then there's also a optional scroll chest on some of the later levels where you get three choices of scrolls um, th- those are usually better scrolls to the legendary tier right. or Legendaries.
0: whatever yeah
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah and none of them are typically bad Certain ones might have negative effects. Like a common one, I forget the name of it, but essentially, if you're continually hitting enemies, it will refund you some ammo. Mm-hmm. Which is not usually you're going to run out of ammo in a run unless you have, oh, I'm only doing heavy ammo types. Right. And for whatever reason, it's not dropping. You do wield chain guns. Like the, yeah. <laughs> but the downside of that scroll is if you're not shooting anything for four seconds, it starts to deplete your ammo pool. So typically, if you're the one who has it the run, we say to everybody else, hey, could you hurry the fuck up? But Jake (laughs) found a hack of, you can just
2: drop it on the ground until you're ready to go, and you then aren't burning that ammo. So I noticed that scroll in particular, I think it does stop counting down ammo after four seconds. So it's basically like a tick-tock cycle. But that was in a solo play. They might treat it slightly different. It's also early access, which should be a qualifier for all of this is probably going to change at some point, um, depending on what their release calendar actually looks like. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then I haven't used the the dog character at all. What we've probably been talking about is the... The cat, right? Yeah, I don't... He has an actual (laughs) name. The furry part of the game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the dog has his own talent tree between runs and inside runs uh the gun scroll pool is the same between the characters but the mm-hmm. way that they will interact with those is different yeah. i think the main Basically. thing with
1: the gun is you can do a wheel or the mm-hmm. main thing with the dog is that he can do a wheel yep.
0: correct mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's his e i believe that's yeah. the skill difference his his passive his between run skill tree is actually the same which is oh, nice is you actually share progression between
2: progression oh two okay of
1: them. That's what I
2: assumed, but I wasn't sure because I haven't checked out the dog yet either. I was confused by the uh the very right hand column they have mm-hmm. like the selection tree. Um and that was a different lockout system, but I probably just yeah. didn't check the dog again since I unlocked him. I,
0: I don't know for that far bar, but all of the core skills, things like economy improvement, health, okay. shield, all of that. That's a that's lot all better shared. than what I was yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. That's all shared, thankfully. Um he's he it's interesting i want to see this is clearly two characters of like an expanding roster they'll mm-hmm. probably at I don't least know if be a in third.
2: i heard some yeah. rumors of a bird
0: yeah it's on the uh the loading screens so the loading screen for the second area is the dog and like the loading screen for the third area is the a bird looking character and oh, I'm like okay. wait
2: i always just assumed that that was an that, enemy yeah. that we never ran into for some reason yeah, yeah. also yes um But yeah, I
0: I actually, one of the things I really like about this, we're talking about the cooperative aspect, is uh, I'm always a fan of RNG manipulation and abuse, basically. Like, being able to mitigate RNG in the system. I think I know where this is going. And so, like, the fact that you can trade scrolls means that if one person is, like, having an, they might get an item that's okay for them, but amazing for someone else, you can complete their build, like we were playing with four people and we were trading items pretty frequently every and fucking room. We're like, all right, what you it got slows it down. <laughs> yeah. It slows it down a little bit, but I love
1: it. I don't begrudge yeah. it. it. It felt like, you know, when you went to, I didn't go to middle school, but <laughs> elementary school and you're like, you're trading <laughs> items for lunch, right? I will mm-hmm. give you this Capri sun. Yeah. If you give me that hot pocket, which for some reason is uncooked. Um, <laughs> just having those <laughs>
0: options is like you said, really great. Yeah. It, it, covers it rounds it covers a multitude of sins for me with rng Mm -hmm. i don't have bad runs usually when i'm in multiplayer with like three plus people because you can just adapt and so other other roguelikes i struggle sometimes i'm just like oh my first item was trash i don't like it this one requires me to be good at the game (laughs) and i'm like i'm just uninstalled how dare it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so that's one of the things I love most about it is it has all of those good roguelike vibes, but it doesn't feel like
2: you have that many bad runs. Really? It's the fact that it supports multiplayer in a roguelike. There's not a lot as far as I know off of my passing interest in roguelikes that have straight multiplayer. Um, The only other
1: one I can think of is 20 XX.
2: Oh, true. And I, I was going to say, uh, don't starve together and that was a fan clamoring for them to add co-op yeah
0: we considered talking about don't starve together a couple times but for some reason i can never like spend that much time in the game but mm-hmm. i was gonna say remnant of the Ash from the ashes was oh, another yeah. game we covered and it had roguelike aspects like the world was kind of random the drops were random but the big difference between these two and i only basically played that game till we beat it and then I was done. I don't even remember if I beat it. Actually, we, I might have just we watched the we actually,
1: we didn't beat the last boss cause it was just a
0: pain in the dick and not fun. We're bad at games. <laughs> basically the takeaway, but um, I talk about games. That's usually how yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't have co-op like uh, coverage for the okay. RNG aspects. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, my, my buddy's helping me out here cause they got a good drop I could use. Um, and that makes this feel strictly better. For me yeah it
1: doesn't feel like strictly just shooting yeah it's like yeah you could throw some other bodies in there and you're also shooting and it does scale with multiplayer yes but the trading aspect is definitely key and also if you're down somebody can pick you up yes that's which true. is super useful
2: which we had some problems when we started but i noticed in the skill tree as you unlock later tiers you can see the next tier um mm-hmm there is a tier to speed up recovery for oh, reviving somebody else. Hell yeah. Um, I think it's like a 60% at max. It's...
0: Oh, dang. Yeah, Basically, they you did...
2: type somebody in the row.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Borderlands. I, I don't know if you guys played the Borderlands too, but one of Maya's uh, ultimate abilities was it changed it from a Graviton like warp hold to just instantly pick up whoever you're pointing at at any distance pretty good supportability yeah um yeah it's fun and uh the other thing is we talk about meta progressions when we cover roguelikes and i feel like this one has really strong meta progression where there's a huge difference for i just started playing the game and we've talked we played this for a week and we're going to do a podcast episode on it like it's much, I'm much stronger now in the game. My character is just much better.
1: Yeah. It it really shows it for how far we've gotten in the run for each run. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're like, Oh, put extra little point in my max health or shield or possible guns to drop at the start of the game. And also that in conjunction with you learning the enemy types and the areas helps a lot.
2: Yeah. I think that the game is definitely balanced around the multiplayer trading. Um, because it's more than just doubling when you had do people and stuff like that. Um, but I also feel like there's scaling considerations for the progression tree um, because I think when you hit the second tier, so you've put like 10 points into your character at that point, uh, that's when you get access to, or is it the, the 20 tier where you have the straight DR uh, damage reduction um, this will be changed. It's early access. Whatever he says is yeah. true. It'll be different when you play the game, when you listen to this. <laughs> um, but we, the first time I got to the desert area, I instantly got dropped. Like there, oh, yeah. there was no, <laughs> there was no recovering to it. Um, but now running through the desert area, obviously learning the enemy types and stuff like that, but also just having a bigger HP pool having a bigger uh, shield that recharges and the, again, the straight damage reduction on top of that. um, I think it's definitely bad. Like the damage probably scales into the ax because of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you pointed out that one of the other tiers where you get the access to certain inscriptions, you only start getting those inscriptions to even drop um, at least in normal mode when you hit certain bosses. So, you won't get more than two affixes in the first chapter until the first act boss may drop one with three and a rare um and then the Gemini inscriptions off of the second boss in further,
1: yeah, it's yeah. nice because with those so like let's say you have a gun that you like, you're like I like how this gun feels, but it feels kind of underpowered. You do have the options through the curse chests and the one of the shopkeepers to just either flat upgrade it or have some of those affis- affixes changed to like possibly fire extra projectiles, uh, change its damage element type, and a bunch of other fun stuff. So usually I'll find one thing that seems semi decent and pump the living fuck out of it. Yeah, like one of my favorite weapons right now is the Prism, which is like a little poison kunai. It's so good, and you throw it out. And then it bounces like five times. So I kind of have been pumping everything into this acid build when possible
2: and crit. And so far, my best runs have been with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some interesting interactions with that stuff too. So at least I think it works this way. The, the prism, if it hits an enemy, it does not bounce. Right, But if you get the piercing effects it will then bounce after going through an enemy. So like that combination with that specific weapon ends up being stronger than its individual parts. Yes. Yeah.
0: There's some, there's some kind of like taking it back to what you said, Justin, the Diablo style, uh, modifiers. Some of them are kind of build defining. Mm -hmm. You pick one up and you're like, this is actually ridiculous. Like I had a justice dragon thing. It had multi-shot, so it fired like three orbs with every shot, or some nonsense, and it just did stupid damage. Um, instant kill
2: is a top contender. I was really mad about. Oh, sorry, uh, I was really yeah, mad about good. losing one run. Uh, I got an exclusive affix on the lightning glove um, that increased its AOE area, mm, so oh, it chained substantially wider, and it just shit on dudes oh man can we focus on the game part
1: of this not my my pastime (laughs) yeah there's so many guns that are built that I've yet to explore like I haven't touched anything with fire yet and I've barely touched lightning Um, I just found that Asa was really fun so far Mm -hmm. but that's the thing (laughs) I keep wanting to go back to it and try out other things and I really have enjoyed playing with you guys also Ian who's not here with us But he's been playing
2: a lot as well. And he's been honestly solid. Yep. And there's actually hidden mechanics. I didn't realize this, that uh, Ian had mentioned the miasma or manipulation or something. That's all based on combinations of elements affecting enemies. So when you get... I think if you combo fire and decay, it causes an explosion. Mm -hmm. Um, If you combo... Uh, decay and lightning you get manipulation which is basically like a mind control um, and then there's a third one yeah, yeah um, I'm not familiar with those yeah, at all <laughs> right. so I had seen the icon I, just, I figured it was one person's specific skill show up when we were in multiplayer but that's that's apparently where that's coming from um, Yeah. so the dog has an advantage there because he can have two different weapon elements at once and basically have that all the way always up
0: yeah I have seen that on a Gemini too where it was just weapon one and weapon two share damage type yeah so, so I had like fire and corrosive or fire and lightning and I'm yeah. just
2: like the Gemini systems go. actually pretty <laughs> interesting too because it's yeah. it, it's a little hard to build around at least based on our progression tier um, but it also it encourages you to hold on to weapons you don't necessarily like just because you like that affix.
1: yeah mmm. So, the Gemini thing is like an affix on a, now I'm saying it, an affix <laughs> on a weapon where it'll say, hey, um, if the other item has the exact same Gemini, they benefit from each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah. for, I think the, I had two prisms, which I was the cat, so I sadly could not dual wield them, but I got <laughs> like eight
0: times crit multiplier versus four, and it was, oof, so choice. There's some there's some crazy ones like there's ones where that the, the t- ammo capacity or the the clip size is the combined total of the two weapons and then there's some weapons that just by design have really low clips and you're just like that's not the case anymore I'm broken um, just a lot of a lot of fun uh, R and G combos there um, I forgot to then, mention how do you guys feel about the little
1: challenge rooms or the portals whatever you want to call them. we're gonna get to the bad stuff eventually right like, well, I don't think they're all bad. (laughs) I think some are easily debatable.
2: I have wax poetic about how it's very easy to make bad first person platforming. And I think we've all experienced that. Um, There's also things that can make it effectively impossible to clear them um, because there are cursed scrolls that have straight up negative effects, um, Mm -hmm. which reduce your movement speed there is and if you pick up weapons technically some of the heavier weapons will reduce your movement speed also um yeah a c- lot of them they designed around that a little bit because the uh you start with the, the starting gun has infinite ammo and has a dedicated slot so you're never replacing your starting gun you will always be able to fire at people um that gun also gives you the standard movement speed um, yeah. so if you end up having a double chain gun build uh, you can switch <laughs> to that for the the jumping puzzle rooms um, but you can still hurt yourself by having a cursed thing that reduces your movement speed so then you can't actually complete the challenge There are usually time to get an extra chest technically there's usually yeah. a hidden chest and an extra chest but way too much time good spent one. in them even without I, I, that, I, though, I
1: feel like some of the platforming has been a little fuzzy. I yep. consider myself decent enough at platforming, but there are times where it just felt very slippery for mm-hmm. I just lightly walked off a ledge and it fell, or yeah. like it has no jump dash forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you did not do exactly what it expected, you're going to clip in a way and then fall down versus yep. actually go on top but- of the ledge.
0: And there's no clamor. There's no like, oh, I got a foot up there, so let's yeah. just you know climb up. It's uh, all or nothing.
2: One of them in particular needs you to dash up the wall after your jump; otherwise, you can't actually get up there. Um, yeah, it's they're a little weird. Is this the desert one? Yeah, the Is desert this- one where you're jumping okay. across the walls. Um, mm-hmm. If you jump too early your dash won't project you up the wall and it's a slide surface so you slide back down oh that yeah, can fuck right off because <laughs> so
1: far nothing else
0: has worked like that Of oh, the uh, platforming i've done yeah and i made that without that mechanic i might have had a speed boost or something i don't yeah, know yeah i didn't realize that
2: the the scroll I'm always hoping for is the one where you get movement speed based after on how dashing. big your shield. No, no, no. How big oh, okay. your shield is. Cause it's a permanent yeah, movement, movement speed essentially. Oh um, yeah. The
0: one after dashing screwed me over and the jumping puzzles yeah. actually, cause I'd have to dash to a small ledge and
2: then have like acceleration. Mm-hmm. is terrible. Um, the jumping puzzle in the water area, Dave had watched me in discord stream, uh, attempt that for the first time I found tricks to it now. Um, but it's still inconsistent. And I think I've only out of the four or five times I've gotten that room. I think I've only gotten the challenge chest once. Yeah. I only encountered
1: it one time after watching you. And when I watched you, I thought you were a fucking idiot. (laughs) But then after I failed for three minutes straight, I was like, yeah, this is legitimately a pain in the ass.
2: So there, there's a corner ledge, uh, that you can side dash to. And then you just simply walk onto that first pillar yeah
1: i did eventually yeah get to that point um but yeah it's not always the most clear and it sucks to feel like you're missing out on a chest and you
2: don't see your feet i think if they simply added your feet model into the normal camera view that would go a long way to understanding your position a little bit Um, yeah i just wish they were more consistent some of them
0: are relatively easy and other ones are almost impossible and so it's clear that they really haven't it's early access yes. that excuse will come up a lot it's also just a reason right but if they just ran like 10 testers through all of these and are just like try this 30 times yeah, they would realize some of these are real freaking hard
2: and some are <laughs> really easy <laughs> And But the, the, the water one in the third world does give you one of the choice chests that have a higher legendary rate. So like I think there's some balancing there, um, but also that one's a little jank because the bonus chest, you can just open through the wall mm. and grab the scroll from it. So yeah. Yeah. it's not really a bonus can, chest. I spent way too long trying to get the bonus chest a normal way, and then I was like, oh, wait, I can press F here.
0: Dave actually, he opened it through the wall and then I was down in the water and I jumped and I grabbed the item from the water. <laughs> it was absolutely dumb. Um, then there's combat challenge rooms, which are absolutely fine. Yeah. I I enjoy this. Yeah. It <laughs> plays into the game's strengths. Yeah, exactly.
1: Speaking yeah. of fighting enemies...
0: Uh, I, there's enemies? <laughs> we,
2: the enemies are the friends who made the way. I unlock
1: chests. <laughs> I break yeah. into people's houses. <laughs> let me see your grandmother's heirlooms are you link
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of those
1: <laughs> my precious pots so there's three areas in the game at this point in time uh the first area is kind of tunnels um uh, i it's, think it's supposed it's, to be um tombs, I yeah think. yeah yeah what do you guys feel about the enemies or areas in get harder. Mar- <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> In normal mode, the first area is pretty boring at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys got an opportunity to play any Elite after you got no. your clear. I haven't tried we yet. No. I did I did like one or two runs, uh, not full runs, like died pretty early. Um, because they start giving you better weapons early earlier in elite mode and there's a chance for elites to randomly spawn in rooms um okay. which drop significantly stronger loot like b- act boss equivalent plus Ooh. I got like mm-hmm. a scroll and a golden goblet off of the one I fought um it can kind of start the the actual fun loop earlier in uh cool. in elite mode so i'm inter- i'm actually looking forward to playing more elite mode now that i have that access to that yeah Um, but yeah the first the first area is fine um i like once we got the chest that has some starter weapons and being able to just blow through the first like two areas pretty quickly um has sped up that section which makes it better
1: yeah yeah do you like a theming of one of the areas more than the others right now i'm definitely a sucker for act three yeah three three's really good 3 is very um, Asian water-themed. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the whole game is Asian-themed. Let me first point that out.
2: Besides the Western... I guess there's a, a pagoda in the Western town, isn't there?
1: Yeah, and just like the the style of enemies
0: still fits that vibe. I mean, there's, like, there's straight up Star Fox, so... Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there are some... The, so it's there are some derivative plot. things in this game. <laughs> Who
2: also cloaks?
0: Yeah. Also, goes, also, yeah. We we talked about this like when we saw it, but the Bone Dragon Cannon is just Zarya's gun from <laughs> Overwatch. Uh, it has it fires projectiles that like do the same thing as her ult on a lesser scale, and that's all it does. And then the reload animation—you hold it back, and it like gathers energy for a second—is. Exactly the same as Zarya's reload animation. Um, so maybe not one hundred percent new ideas, but it's still really fun.
1: Yeah, I just like I, some of the things in Act Three, as far as like I hate the monks. Um, yeah, the monks. But I like that they mundo, have the equivalent of like a road hog and other CC options that encourages more of a multiplayer
2: gameplay. You can have call-outs for like, "Hey, help me! I am dying." Yeah, <laughs> and I like that the enemies are different models. Like they they have the same niche between each uh, each act. Like there's a small little guy, the standard grunts, like the long yeah. range shooter guys. They introduce tall, some more skinny, yeah. Yeah, they introduce some more variety uh, throughout the three acts, but uh, they're not just straight palette swaps. They are unique models with some unique mechanics, like the one in Act 2 might have armor, whereas the one in Act 3 might have shield, so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. Like There's at least some... There's variance even inside the archetypes.
0: Yeah. I want to touch on my main gripe with the game, though. We said a lot of positive things, and I gotta gotta combo break it. Uh, So, multiplayer death is currently really bad. Apparently... It was worse when the game launched to their credit when the game launched, when you were playing multiplayer, if you died and your friends were still continuing, you never respawn. (laughs) Uh, You just watch them for up to an hour or whatever. Now you respawn when you kill the boss, when they kill the boss and you miss out on your items. Uh, But you can still spend a significant amount of time doing literally nothing, which is not multiplayer. That's just Twitch. You know, like that's just watching people play video games.
1: (laughs) So one boon of synthetic, which we talked about a bit back, is if you do die, let's say in a boss fight, you're still going to lose out on the loot, but you're always going to respawn the next room. Mm -hmm. So you do get penalized, but you can still fucking play the game and you're not just capped out because then you start to like judge your your buddy who you're playing with. Who's like, well, what do they have at the shop? I don't care. Bring me back. Motherfucker. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. It just sucks to sit out on the action.
0: Yeah. And it, it's something they could fix. Like relatively simply. If you really want to penalize people. Have them take like a health hit. Have them take a shield hit. Whatever. Make it easier for them to subsequently die. They're paying that penalty. Maybe they per- turn into that person who's just Zerg
2: cannon fodder dying all the time. But at least they're playing the game. I think even just taking the system they have right now. Right now. When you want to revive yourself and not get picked up by a teammate, you pay your in between uh run currency your meta currency, yeah. yeah um even just making it so that you have to spend that currency every time and it takes half of whatever you have, um uh, which I think maybe how it does, or maybe there's some kind of cap for act. it seems close to half yeah um just every time you die instead of having that limit so that even if you just wanted to smash your face against the wall, you kind of could, um, Mm -hmm. but maybe only in multiplayer, like don't allow you to do that in single player. And if you have zero left, like you didn't kill any enemies since you died left, then you can't revive or something like that. Maybe.
1: I mean, that seems fair, but there's also also
0: an option. Even if it was like a debuff, I would like to see kind of like a debuff you pay off maybe. Okay. Where it's just like your next 20. Yeah. I can't go to your bank. Cause that way, like even if you reach zero, it's like I can keep playing the game. I can pay this off. I can reinvest. Cause right now, sometimes when you tap out, you're like, I'm losing half of my run. Mm -hmm. If I hit that end button
2: and in multiplayer, maybe you don't get a bet. Yeah. You know, the, uh, in elite mode to add to that, you also get triple, uh soul currency meta currency good jeez um so by the end of the first boss i had 150 uh Damn. which is uh, basically what i was ending most of my runs while going through roughly at um yeah, i think 2 200 is what i had when we beat it yeah it was like the highest um and that's before getting the the boss meta currency multipliers from the progression tree
0: yeah
1: also the boss fights i've been enjoying too they're not yeah. overly complicated but there's enough mechanics in them to keep them engaging, and they'll have some ad phases as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And all of them have achievements. There's, uh, <laughs> I saw that you have the artillery achievement from the final act three guy, and I was like, sure. How? <laughs> what What is the achievement? Um, don't get hit by his artillery. I'm not sure if that includes the the straight line one that he does periodically, or just the uh, the snot ball he shoots out. Yeah. I assume it's.
1: The straight line one that has mm-hmm. the indicator and then drops.
0: I th- I think my favorite thing about the bosses is that they're all different. Like none of them are super derivative. Something I kind of got, there were some cool remnant bosses, but sometimes uh, like roguelike type games turn into just shoot the thing with your overpowered gun. Hopefully it's overpowered at this point or you're in trouble. till it dies, dodge the thing and you're done. That's still kind of true here, but they throw in different moves, different mechanics. There's some hopscotch. And that keeps it that keeps it fresh for me. I'm not like I never get
2: up to the boss and I'm like, it's this again, right? Um, I totally do that for the first boss at this point. Um and <laughs> it's the, this again. And the cutscenes uh before the bosses they're cute, but that should I should be I skippable. Wish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um but
0: yeah, that was basically my main negative thing. And for a game that came out last month and I'm having a lot of fun with it, I don't tend to really buy into early access mm-hmm. games. Props props to Ian. He suggested this, I think, yeah. in Discord initially. Um, it's really fun and surprisingly playable, and I haven't hard crashed yet, which is pretty essential in a game where a run can last up to an hour. And uh, out the gate that's pretty good yeah uh well I don't know uh, this is usually where we stop talking I think right <laughs> I no mean, we did just hit
1: an hour so it's so yeah. to you guys do you have more to say on it
0: let's just go back to playstation stuff talk about that a little, All right, little more PS5. <laughs> <laughs> well I would like to thank uh Justin for being our guest tonight on relatively short no- notice thanks just for having invited me. him to the call um while we like at the start when you start talking. <laughs> Dave Dave's performing vulgar hand gestures. <laughs> um thanks to Dave again for for joining me for this episode. I mean literally always Jake will always be here. And most of all thanks to myself uh, for playing us out here. Um yeah, uh if you guys have ideas for great early access games that we'll look at and not buy, you can send them in to soapstone. Uh, podcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and until next time we'll see you in the next one have a good night have a good one